Hi, my name is Jamie Lynch, and you are listening to Eating Habits, my podcast about everything restaurants. I will explore the human element of the hospitality business, and I'll talk to the who's who in restaurants, explore their stories, and hear what's on their minds in the ever-changing landscape of the food and beverage industry. This is uh, Nico, Nico Kagalanan, and you're listening to Eating Habits. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Nico. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Thanks glad that you having... did that because if I tried that accent, that would have been all. Butcher, butcher yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people does. Like every time I go to like phone calls and like people ask me for my last name, it's just like Callahan or Kavanaugh. I was like, <laughs> not, not even close. close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me help you. It's, it's not even close. Uh, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Of course. Such a big fan, actually. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Sweet, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, the first time I got here on the first year to to the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, I started watching the cooking shows. And, uh, so you saw the top yeah, chef. Yeah, that, uh, that's the one. Like, nice. The the most genuine move that you did there. Yeah. And that uh, first time you were a top chef, I was like, damn, that's a good guy. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. It's funny. I get I get it in the grocery store sometimes. Yeah, it makes it makes my fiance crazy. Like <laughs> people come up and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, are you are you the guy from Top Chef?" Because my hair's a little different now. So they're like, "Are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Jamie." And I and I'm me. for me, I'm just like, "Hey, I'm Jamie." And they're like, "Oh my god, can we?" Yeah, I'm like, Sing "Come on, let's do a selfie. Let's do <laughs> yeah. the whole thing." It's Let me so sign fun. your shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So 2011. Yeah, is when you moved to the U.S. Yeah, from the Philippines to the U.S., uh, starting in Boston. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Why, uh, why Boston? What about my ex-wife lives there? Okay. Uh, I love summer, fall. I hated the winter. Yeah, winter's tough up. Yeah, like right now it's still winter here in Charleston, but yeah. it's like seventy degrees. We don't really have winter, <laughs> man. Like you know, it's no. like if I have to put no. a jacket over my hoodie, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's cold out there. Yeah, it's, it's like. <laughs> 50 is i'm like i'm still wearing shorts and t-shirt yeah in boston it's just like yeah it's cold like, yeah i grew up on the north shore of boston in um in marblehead mass yeah and um i remember i hadn't i have i go back to visits i still have friends there yeah. and i love it's beautiful up there yeah. um but the winters are just wicked man yeah uh i used to work in uh nursing home in okay. boston because that's what uh, i graduated in the philippines as a nurse Okay. And then moved to Boston, uh, work in a nursing home. So during winter, like blizzard happens and like you're still, you still have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like nothing closes. Yeah. And, yeah. It's you have to go to work and like multiple times, like my, probably like five times my car like spins like, Oh yeah. While driving, I was just like, Jesus takes the wheel. Do you got, you don't get snow in the Philippines, do you? No, not <laughs> like the coldest we get, it's probably like. 70 degrees okay 75 but like that's, every that's day cold. that's chilly that's like you're december like, yeah hey, december yeah. january but like every day it's like 120 degrees wow it's like how do you deal with that and it's humid too right it's like humid. that it's that it's like you take a shower you get out of the shower you're already sweating yeah you don't, you don't even bother to like towel yeah. off because you're just like constantly yeah so. it's, it's like wow. you're dry right away i was like mm-hmm. the last time i went to the philippines was like 2018 and uh the second I got out of the the air the airplane, yeah, I was like, like I was sweating right away. Yeah, it hits me like I was like, I'm in the Philippines. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's terrible. It's so bad. Wow. 
Wow. But, but so no desire. So no desire to go back then. No, like I like mean, permanently. Yeah, permanently no. But like I love visiting it. Uh, I still call it home. Okay. Like bef- uh, before pandemic, I used to go like every year. Like I would be. I would. I was there like two weeks to a month, just going on like vacation with my ex-wife and uh just like being there is different just like everyone is so like down to earth they appreciate everything every little things i love the food yeah like street food this is just like the best so let's talk about that what is what is the food like or was the food like for you growing up there and then like and it also like where, where in the philippines did you live do you live in a city do you live in the country like yeah where was your you're kind of um, your upbringing there. So there's three different, uh, three big city. Uh, Luzon is the capital where Manila is. And then we're in the middle. And then the Muslim is the sa- Muslim part is like the south- southern part of the Philippines. So we're in the middle where it's like beautiful beaches, like you're surrounded with water. And uh, yeah, we'll live in the city. Uh, and my grandmother, which is Mansuadas, which is the name of my pop-up, okay. is... Uh, He's a major drug of the house. She goes to the market like three times a day. Uh, literally like seven, she would go to the market, go back home, cook breakfast. And then around 11.30, she would do the same thing. Back to the market. Back to the market. Because like th- there's not a lot. I mean, we have ref- refrigeration in my house, but like... Yeah. She she just loves doing like going to the market and like. But she probably yeah, she did not right. Yeah, yeah she like yeah, when not. she was growing up, yeah, she, she did, did and it, she like yeah. So uh, she kind of like is old school going, that way. Yeah, she loves going to the market and like when I was young, like I didn't appreciate it. I don't understand why she's she would go to the market every like three times a day. But now I'm in this uh, career in in the industry, uh, so every time I go go back to the Philippines. I would do this ex- ex- exact thing. Like I would go to the market like 7.30 yeah. and then go back home, cook for the family and then do the same thing 11.30 and then 5.30 in the afternoon. I was like, all right, I get it now. Yeah. That's why. That's like, cool. Grandma uh, cares about what she's making. So what would, you, what would she make? What was like, what were the things like thinking back, like what are the things that she cooked that, you know, uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are they like, in, evoke those like memories where you're like oh yeah that's home in the morning like when we were uh well, still kids like we our alarm clock is like when she was making uh longanisa which is like uh garlic sausage in the philippines like sweet garlic sausage okay uh she would cook that and then we will like that would wake us up like the smell of it it's just like different and then on the same pan she would cook the uh, fried rice garlic fried rice on the same pan Mm-hmm. where she cooked the longanisa, the garlic sausage. And just like, that's like our breakfast staple. And then a side of like sunny side up. Uh-huh. And that's... That, that's it. That's breakfast. Project. Yeah. Uh, and then lunch is whatever she could find in the market. Like anything, like in the, mar- in the market, everything is like fresh. Everything is like hanging, like pigs being butchered right in front of you. Yeah. Like chicken, it's just like hanging there's no like frozen section yeah everything is like fresh 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 yeah that's awesome i i'm i miss i miss it when they I, don't when do it like that in the yeah. u.s yeah, yeah. it's not it, like, there's so much rules yeah there's so many rules it's like same thing in like france actually uh when me and my ex-wife visited her family mm-hmm. it's like they have open market like mm-hmm. in the philippines 
Yep. And I just, I, I just appreciate that. That was my first like real, like, like true culinary experience yeah. is uh, when I visited um, the South of France yeah. briefly and, um, and, and went over the border to Italy to a market. And it was like in a hangar. It was like an old hangar, like a look like a plane hangar or something, right? Like a tin, whatever. And with like sliding doors and shit. And you kind of you walk in. And it was just like, and it was huge. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's like stalls. It's loud. And like it's loud. Wet. <laughs> and the crazy thing is like it's all like this was kind of a smaller. This wasn't in the city, so it was like it was like a village, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was like all like the the old ladies from the village were down there with the stuff from their gardens, yeah. like beautiful I know. plants and tomatoes and like like the nicest stuff right yeah. because they keep the yeah the the the, the, fun, the funky stuff they behind their the, house it's yeah. the back of their house they yeah. take care of it every day they water it every morning in the afternoon yeah same thing in the philippines that's yeah. how my my grandmother does her like sweet potatoes and cassava and bananas mm -hmm. she would like take care of it every morning she raised she planted those plants. She raised chickens. She raised she eggs. chickens and all that, man. Like, Fresh eggs are the best. Yeah. So I think that's what planted the seed for Corey and I to do our farm. Like yeah. for me, and it was like, like that was something that happened to me, like you know, I don't know, twenty five years ago. Yeah. You know, like like a long time ago. When I was a young cook in New York, and I think it was just there, like festering under the surface, like forever. Like this this experience of like. Uh, the the thing that really got me was the um the seafood market. So like I, in a separate part of the thing like it was on the coast yeah and like literally the the fishermen are like dragging the nets up the beach right and throwing the fish onto these like you know big things of ice and they're still like alive yeah like whittling around and stuff the same exact and the ladies like yeah they pick yeah. it out and they just like lop the head off put it in some paper it, and they're like off you go it's crazy i was uh, like man that is like yeah i don't know that i've ever had food that fresh yeah right uh mm. in, in the popings the market is like in in my city, actually, the mark the wet market is like five minutes from like where they dock the 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 fish. Yeah. So it's the like, big boats and like yeah, it's like and all that. right there you can see it. And uh, yeah, my my a couple of times I, I I went to my grandmother when I was a kid, and uh, she would do this and that mm -hmm. and just point. Yeah, I want that one. Yeah. This one, they just and she would always like bargain with them it's like if it's hundred dollar she would ask for like twenty five dollars right like, what no that's not how you do it yeah it's like a little Did bit it work? of time but like she she yeah. makes it work because like everybody <laughs> knows her there okay and uh yeah the seniority rule yeah. she's like she's like i've been buying from you for i I'm know not, yeah, yeah. you know me i know you i know your grandson yeah uh, it's just like <laughs> that's it's funny how to, like to see the way she do that market thing like her process yeah and like now i'm doing the same thing every time i go into the philippines it's just like yeah nostalgic it's all the memories how how has that affected your kind of the way you approach food today like do you think about that is that is there influence in the way that you cook or create a menu or whatever that's reflected in that those experiences um i mean 100 percent. it's basically like a, a nose uh nose to tail kind of like idea it's like growing up in like a very impoverished area in the philippines you have to like eat whatever you have yeah whatever whatever yeah, grandma cooks like that's you, it you can throw anything like the fish the tail exactly the f fish tail you have to eat that yeah because my grandmother would like fry it 
and then it's like a crispy chicharron. Yeah. Like you still, eat, we still eat it. And then the head, you have to eat it. Like yeah. chicken feet, everything. I was like, well, so how would she prepare that stuff? Like, so, cause I know what I would do, right? Like you're telling the story and I'm like fantasizing about like what I would be doing with yeah. like the bones and the head and all that. What, what did she do with it? My grandmother would just like, it's a fish. She slit the meat, uh, like three times or four times, yeah. depending how big it is. A little cornstarch, fry it. Yeah. Just hold, like, just fry it all filled in. And you just pick the nuggets yeah, out yeah, of the head yeah, and yeah. And you eat the eyes too. Yeah. So is the is the eye? Do you like the eyes? I do like the eyes. Okay. Would you like try to get the eyes? Was that like something? Somebody. Did you have siblings too? Or were you guys like fighting over the eyeballs? Uh, it's usually my dad who would take the eyes because yeah. like his, he's older. He's like the second, uh, to the like to my grandmother, uh. But like, the the older you, you the older you're in that uh household, the more you get. Yeah. It's like. It's like hierarchy kind of a thing. Gotcha. But yeah. So do you get the eyes now? Like, is that? Uh, I get everything. Do, do you, so <laughs> when you when you go out to eat at a yeah. French restaurant, yeah. let's say you come, let's say you come to Tempest, yeah. I seafood restaurant, yeah, and you get the whole fish. Do you eat the eyes? I eat the eyes. Yeah, I like, love it. I mean, you have to. I mean, I I got used to it. Uh, it's. I mean. It's so funny. Do people like, do they side eye you when you're doing it? Like, are people like sitting next to you like, oh man, Gross. this dude's like <laughs> eating the eyeballs. What's wrong with you? Yeah, what are you, uh, you're eating? You're eating the head? Like, nobody does that. Uh, I mean, no, that's the, that's the last thing I do, actually. Yeah. Not the okay. first thing. Okay, you don't so, go straight for the yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like when you're kind of like, you're done and you're like, okay. This yeah, is bonus round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the eyes. I like the 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 best thing i ate when i was uh still growing up in the philippines is like the chicken brain mm, i never had chicken brains oh my god it's like custard really yeah i've had i've had veal brain yeah. and so i imagine it's probably similar just tiny yeah like it's, chickens uh, are pretty dumb so like little. i can't imagine the brain it's like this is the size of the brain yeah uh, that's actually bigger than i thought it would be because oh. Corey and i had chickens on our farm and they're yeah. they're pretty dumb yeah. i i'm like <laughs> there's no way they have yeah. m more than like a, a pinky yeah. tail <laughs> uh in the philippines uh it's like skewered it's like a so every household in the philippines has their like stall of like uh yakitori grill nice uh, so every every other household actually okay uh they would sell chicken heads three of them skewer it and then chicken intestine chicken feet chicken blood yeah uh it's just good yeah stuff. all the all the goodies yeah nothing goes all the things that doesn't yeah that they don't throw away yeah but like they turn it into something like incredible and like do they all made like different sauces to every household has a different sauce do you um do you find yourself going to like the asian markets and stuff and looking for feet and heads and all yeah. like the goodies that you can't find at the grocery yeah. store i was just at uh which yeah uh, so so what's your what's your store yeah we gotta rep your we have one one here, yeah h and is the only yeah, one mean, I, I, you see I, everybody at H&L because yeah, it's the only oh, one that's got yeah, like everything. I mean, I wish <laughs> it's, it's a bigger store, but like, I mean, they have everything. They do have, they do have. Yeah. That I basically, what I'm looking for. The last time I went there, I was looking for, uh, what was that? It's like a, it's, it's a fish. It's called sup sup. It's, it's like a small fish dried. Okay. Uh, so my grandmother would also like cure fish in the rooftop or of our, of our house mm -hmm. like sun dried it yeah like uh fillet it uh butterfly it 
take the bones out, marinate it with calamansi, and then just lay it flat in in on the rooftop of our house for yeah. days. Calamansi is the best yeah. thing. Yeah, and yeah. I've got I've got like two jars of it downstairs in my yeah. fridge. So I got introduced to calamansi. I went to um, where did I go? Oh, when I was on the the second Top Chef, yeah. the All Stars. We went to um, the place in LA. I guess the name escapes me now, um, but it was uh, the food man. It was like a Filipino place. The guys from the Philippines, yeah. and um, and just doing this kind of refined, like straight up Filipino dishes, yeah. but like refined, like yeah. like French technique and like yeah. a little more precision than like home cooking. And like I was mind blown yeah. at the food there. Like it was so clean and so flavorful. Um, and there was a, there was some heat, like there was more heat than I was expecting. Yeah. Right? I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Cause Filipino food is not really spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't expecting that, but he was using chilies and yeah. I got introduced to calamansi. He did like this, um, pasta dish yeah. with calamansi, cool. which I do. I do like a kind of a knockoff of it yeah. now when I do like tasting menus. Cause it's, yeah. it was so strange to me. Yeah. Um, and the flavor is so unique. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's almost like a, it's like a. I don't know, you describe it. it. it I, it, I can describe it, it, but you describe it. It's like a key lime of the Philippines, so it's very like floral and like yeah. more on a sweeter side. Yeah. It's just like But it's got like a high acidity too. Yeah, it's yeah. like tangy. It's like almost like a like a, a lemon lime yeah. tangerine. When it's super green, it's like super acidic, but it when it turns into yellow, it's like acidic, also sweet. Yeah. Very floral. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. It's like one of my uh secret ingredients when I make lumpia and pancit. I don't know what that is. Can you say that in English? What What is that? What <laughs> Lumpia is the spring rolls of the okay. Philippines. Okay, cool. And then uh, sisig is like Anthony Bourdain's favorite Filipino dish. Basically like pig's head, you brace, uh, we cook it three times, you, you boil it, you take off the snout, the ears, and then you grill it, and then you chop it, and then you saute it in like pans with like calamansi and like red onion. And, and then what do, you, what, do you, what do you eat it with? Uh, so you have the chopped up meat, like yeah. what do you what do you eat it like with rice, rice. or yeah, and then uh, si- uh, beer. Yeah, like, there, you go, there you go. On the last episode, uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain being in the Philippines, uh, he was like uh, eating in the side of the street with uh, with a beer in his hand and like a sizzling platter uh, in his table. Yeah, with that seasick. That sounds that good. So good. I'll drop you off sometimes. Yeah, please. Uh, I do anytime. Yeah, I w- I was making so. Uh, Lumpia actually yesterday I was thinking to bring it today but like that we were checking out that so my my business partner Alejandro have you met Alejandro okay Alejandro Torrio he, he's he's been traveling a bit now because we got some stuff going on but yeah. he's um he's Filipino yeah and he is like nice. all about like he, he was actually just back there I think this past um holidays oh, yeah he goes every once in a while and like yeah I know it's been a it's been a long time since he was there and I think it was like one of those like you know yeah. those moments where he was just like, "Well, yeah. man, it's so good to be back," yeah. kind of thing. Um, he was telling Corey and I we needed to go, but anytime you want us to test some Dude, uh, yeah. some dishes, like let me know. I'll I'll, I'll give you my number. <laughs> you will. I'll yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool. I'll drop you some lumpia, pancit, and sisig. All right. So so let's get to. Um, all right. So you were in you were in um, in Boston. Yeah. You decided it's way too cold up here, or yeah. something. Like, how did you end up? How did you end up in Charleston? Uh, so. Me and my uh, ex-wife moved here from Boston to Charleston, 2017. Actually, Boston to Myrtle Beach, 
which is like two hours from here. Because uh, she, she got a job, like teaching position there. Okay. Uh, fast forward uh, later, 2018, I just venture out to Charleston because like there's no good food in that area. So I was like, Charleston is like one of the best city in in the country. So I was like, let me see what Charleston has to offer. So I uh, kind of like venture here. I did a stage with Sean Brock at McGrady's okay. and he was still here. And I was like, fuck that's that one week like changed my life. Yeah. Like changed my perspective of like how food should like look like or like taste like and just mm-hmm. just everything basically about food. And then uh I started working with at Zero George with mm-hmm. Vincent Betrayo. And uh that's yeah, to that that's happened like two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen. Gotcha. At what point did you decide that you wanted to start cooking, like yeah. professionally, like, uh, yeah. you know, like was that pre venturing to Charleston to like check out the food scene? Like you at that point, you'd already decided, hey, I want to do something in food. Yeah, I want to. Be- uh, that was still in Boston, like 2015. Okay. Uh, I was just like bored when I'm like not working in a nursing home, and I I miss cooking Filipino food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started watching like YouTube of like Gordon Ramsay because mm-hmm. I want to learn more because like I didn't go to culinary school and I didn't want to go to culinary school. It's, it's expensive. Like, yeah, expensive. And like I already did four years of nursing nursing school. Yeah. And uh, I was like, let 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 me start watching YouTube and like reading cookbooks. So yeah, I started. I talked to a friend of mine that got me in, into my first restaurant, uh, Josh Foley in Medfield, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. He he opened like a New England uh, kind of like uh, restaurant in there, and that was like my first uh, opening a restaurant kind of thing uh, that I experienced. He was he was great. Uh, yeah, they're still doing great right now. Good. And so, yeah, 2015 2016 is when I started cooking. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I didn't want to look back to nursing. I mean, I did like a year, eight months to a year. I did both jobs like. 73 nursing home and then i get off work 3 to 11 i'll go to the restaurant yeah and i did that for like eight months it's hard yeah that's a lot of yeah and i was like (laughs) trying to decide which way i want to go yeah like is this do i really want to go down this road do i want to commit to this or making more money uh nursing home or like 11 dollars starting as the line cook or like a prep cook yep and I did the dumb decision to do the cooking. <laughs> I was like, it'll pay off someday. Yeah. Someday. So dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if getting rich is, is, is what you're after, do yeah. not yeah. decide to start. Yeah, cooking. definitely not. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. So, so it wasn't the money that lured yeah. you in. So what, what lured you, like what made you um, solidify that decision to. So once I got into the uh, Josh Foley's restaurant uh, Avenue, I just being in the kitchen, the intensity, the the camaraderie. I mean, you build a family when you go in that kitchen, and that just felt different. Cause like, after I got here in the U.S., I have my my, my ex-wife, but there's not none of my friends here. I don't have like a community. Mm-hmm. It's just me and my uh, my ex. Yeah. And then once I got to that uh, restaurant, I felt like them. Th- these people are cool. Mm-hmm. This is like this, this is my this is my family. Now. Yeah, like 
we talk every day. I'm when I'm on my day off, we would still like communicate, like chat mm -hmm. about food, about basically everything about life and family. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that I was like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm in a hundred percent. I'm not going back to nursing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so, so Avenue was, was the place that like got the hook in you big yeah. time. Yeah. And that, yeah. Cool. Get, walk me through like kind of that journey, right. From, from then yeah. to being like, okay, cool. I, I'm in. Yeah. And now I've got to figure out where this goes. Like how, how does that pan out for you? Like, how do you decide what direction to go, what restaurants to get into and then which ones yeah. influence you the most, you know? Uh, so yeah, after that, uh, I want to learn more. So I started buying cookbooks, like a lot of my money from working in a restaurant and nursing home started going to like buying cookbooks and magazine. Uh, I had that same addiction. It's, yeah. It's all like, I started subscription, food and wine, Savoir magazine, all those stuff. Just It doesn't get better either. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, I still get stacks of books, <laughs> yeah. like, my fiance will come up with like a stack of, yeah. but she's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. Sorry, I mean, I, can you guess? <laughs> yeah. It's cookbook. Uh, it's yeah. a stack of cookbooks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to learn more. So the next thing I did was like ask my chef was like, I was so curious about like Michelin star restaurant. And I, I don't have any idea of like what those are. Mm -hmm. When I was like on my first year of cooking, I was like, is there a Michelin star? I asked uh, Josh. Is there a Michelin star in Boston? And I was like, no, it, that doesn't exist in Boston. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, I forget, I forget, I, f I forget what uh, uh, what I was asking him for. Uh, and then uh, I moved on to a different restaurant, and I was like, all right, if I need to exceed to this career, uh, I need to work for some like a great chefs. Like, yeah. If you want to be great, you want to, you have to work for great people. hundred uh, percent. So I started looking up like people, like chefs that's like doing great in Boston, uh, where I live. Uh, and then once we move here and I, I did the same thing in Charleston and, uh, Sean Brock came up, mm -hmm. uh, Vincent Petrio came up and, uh, yeah, I started working with them. Just want to learn more every day. And, once I got to working with them, I, I just like shut everything down and just start listening and just put my head down and just do the work, and uh, I love it. Yeah. So what is so what is your cooking style like now? Yeah. Um. You know. So so you started to pop up. Yeah. Um, and you started that in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, yeah. and that was in the um the work workshop the workshop space. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to get over there when it no. was still going on, but, um, so now you're kind of, you're cooking your own food, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what is that style like? Obviously it's Filipino, but like, yeah, uh, it is Filipino. It's like hundred percent Filipino authentic, mm -hmm. like on, on the, the, the taste. Uh, and it's like everyone that goes to my, uh, pop-up or like restaurant that I take over, uh, especially Filipino, like older generation, they would say, this is not Filipino food. Cause like the way they're looking at the plate, it's just like, it's different. It's not just like you pile rice and then you mm -hmm. pile food. It's all like, uh, uh, very like executed, like, 
uh, very well. Like the way I learned from McCready's mm-hmm. and uh, Sean Brock and the Orlando and Vincent, it's like you take your time to do the plate. Mm-hmm. You just don't like just pile it on this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So is that is your style like that these days? It's very like kind of it's particular. Yeah, you played and and designed the the look of the plates and yeah. the plating and all that. Yeah, cool. How how was the, how was the pop up at the thing? Was it was that was that a good experience? Was it like did you learn a lot? I did. Pe- how was the response from from guests? Yeah, uh, I learned a lot. Uh, it's 2019 when I was at a workshop which is the kitchen incubator here in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it shut down during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, July, 2020. Yeah, I was there until like July, 2020. Uh, I learned so much. It's funny when uh, old generation, like people, older Filipino people that would come to my stall, uh, that was like the most uh, scary people that would go. Cause like they know how the food tastes and like mm-hmm. you can bullshit them too. Yeah. Like, they know what it's supposed to. Yes, yeah, they know what's up. Yeah, and uh, they would go to my soul and uh, they would tell me like, "This is not Filipino food." And I was like, "I mean, I was like, this is my take on Filipino food. This is what's authentic to me. It's like this is how my grandmother would do it. Like, my grandmother would put coconut milk on our, our her adobo. So that's what I'm doing because like." Adobo is not really like regional in the Philippines. Yeah, it's, it's, every, it's, it's everywhere. It's like everybody has a like, household. Yeah. Like everybody has different recipes. Right. It's like mole in Mexico. Yeah. Like every family's got yeah. their own yeah. style. Yeah. It's like my grandmother cooks different yeah. than your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would always like defend myself every time those people tell me. But now it's like, all right, it's whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. It's, did you get that a lot? Did you get a lot of that yeah. from from? And it yeah. was mostly from Filipino people from the older older generation uh, Filipino. Mm-hmm. But like the new the new generation, they'll like appreciate what I'm doing. It's like just having to represent Filipino food in Charleston. Yeah. Uh, Is there any other Filipino food in Charleston? I don't know of any. There's one in North Charleston. Okay. Uh, but it's like fusion. Okay. They have like sushi in the menu. Pho. Okay. So okay. it's. Okay. So it's a little, it's, it's uh, Asian, yeah. and like a- the, a- Asian fusion. Yeah. And like the Filipino food is like in the back of the menu. Which it's is, not highlighted. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's, that's Too bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm trying to do different. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just doing Filipino food and this is my take on Filipino food. What is, what's your mission with that? So is it just that, you know, that's what you know and love? Is that, is there any broader like mission to, to, to do a Filipino spot? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, pop-up is, uh, is a fun, uh, way to start, uh, a restaurant that I learned so much, but like I move around different places when I do Mm pop-up. So like if people was looking for a Filipino food, they're not going to find me in just one spot. Right. Uh, they had to find me, like find my Instagram or this and that. Yeah. What what is the what does the pop up look like? Tell me, tell me, like, explain to people what yeah. what to expect and uh, and and what it what it's like for you to do it because I've I've done some pop like yeah. just to do some side stuff. Yeah. Um, in like earlier when I first was opening my restaurants yeah. and stuff like that, 
I did, I was doing pop-ups pre that just to make some money because I was right. broke as a joke. Yeah. I was like, I need to do something to make some yeah. money. And um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Pop-ups are yeah. like moving your, like a nomadic, yeah. a nomadic. It's Yeah. It's crazy. So, so yeah, pop-ups were people that doesn't know uh, what it is. It's uh, me taking over a restaurant that's closed on a certain day. It's like Sunday or Monday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go there, prep my stuff. Uh, during service, I have my back of the house, my front of the house. We're basically like taking over a restaurant uh, for a certain amount of uh, nights. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the the first uh, restaurant that gave me that opportunity uh, was Kwaife mm -hmm. with uh, David and Tina. Uh, they let me take over their restaurant for a week. So I have my own back of the house. I have my own front of the house team. And uh, yeah, that was like my first experience of like running a restaurant for a week. Mm -hmm. That was, shit was scary. Yeah. I was like, Dip. how'd it go? It went really well. Yeah. That's, that's how I got the spot at workshop. Because uh, one of uh, the owner at workshop was there and it was like, this is great. The, your food is great. Here's my number. If you want to be in workshop, let me know. I was like, okay, cool. That was like my first time. Uh, was that Michael? Who's, yeah, Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we interviewed him. He, he mentioned that. Yeah. He actually mentioned um, that, that yeah. dinner. I love that guy. Yeah. I was just in Nashville, and uh, I did a pop-up there. And uh, it was like, hey, you're in Nashville? Come stay in my place. I was like. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. He's, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> He, yeah, he invited me to do the after party for Charles and Wine and Food uh, this, um, in two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. Like something, I uh, already scheduled something, so I was like, it's gotcha. Sorry. So what do you got going on for, um, uh, what do you got going on for Wine and Food? I have you do have some events going on. A signature dinner. Of cool. Where's that going to be? Wine and Food. Uh, it's going to be at The Wanderer. Okay. Which is like, kind of like a, uh, they have like a swimming pool inside and like a DJ booth. I don't know what they're. Really, it's like a resort, small resort. Nice kind of thing, a venue, cool event venue. But um, where is it? Uh, the Wanderer. It's in Meeting Street, I think. Okay, so it's downtown. Yeah, uh, right across Chef Store. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm bringing a chef from DC, uh, Paulo Donka. And uh, the chef from Asheville, Nengs, uh Jr. Cool. Like, Are there still tickets available for that event, or is it sold out? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So people need to jump on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think <laughs> it's gonna be a great, uh, a great event. Yeah. Like this two chef is like the, the they're on the rise right now. I mean, they are uh, on on uh, James Beard uh, list right now. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just glad like I get to represent Filipino food in Charleston, and now it's I have I'm having my first signature dinner. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations, man! I can't wait. Super fun. Yeah, right on. So um, so you're doing pop ups. Are you still currently doing pop ups? I'm still currently doing pop ups. Okay, what 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 does that schedule look like? How frequently are you doing them? How um, like what can people expect as far as like, yeah. So uh, I was telling you about, uh, Papa's being inconsistent and like mm -hmm. being like in a different place. 
uh, now I'm in one in just one spot. Uh, I'm doing like a residency pop up uh, Friday, Saturday at Baggett Magic, seven three Spring Street. So I'm just there like doing five to nine Friday, Saturday. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not like a full takeover type yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a breakfast place in the morning, and then at night I take over. Cool. The, the whole restaurant. So how do you how do you do that? Like uh, like what are the logistics of like? Oh my God, it's a mm-hmm. long for like a for a Friday and Saturday service. I need like two like Wednesday and Thursday like prep mm-hmm. and like a lot of like putting everything in the car, unloading it, loading it, moving stuff around. Yeah. Like, during like 2020 <laughs> after like COVID, like I did everything by myself because I have to let go of like all my staff from workshop. Yeah. So I was doing like five nights a week pop up, like all over Charleston yeah. by myself, like breweries, uh, cocktail bar, restaurants. Uh, yeah, it's it was a lot. Like five nights a week doing pop up is just like by myself. It's just like a lot of it's, like it's it's crazy. Yeah, I I was doing them um on and off around Charlotte. Yeah, um, it's called Cheshire Dinner Society, and the idea was that it was like an underground supper club, and so and it would change. Yeah. So it was like wherever I could get somebody to let us take over a space for yeah. free because yeah. I didn't have any money, and I was right. like I, I have right. to like try to earn something from this. Yeah. So I was buying all the food, all the playware and stuff on my own. Damn. Um. And moving that shit around, man, it was yeah. It's the moving part. Like the first, like the first, like five, yeah. maybe dinners I did were like fun, yeah. And then I started hating it. I was <laughs> like, man, this is just like so much because because you're doing all the prep and you're yeah. doing all the yeah. the cooking like the night yeah. of the the event, which is the part that I really love. Yeah. But man, all the work that I had to do yeah. to get the two to- days before the event is like like brutal. a lot. Yeah, a it lot of brooding parts. It was a lot of fun. One of the things that like one of our kind of um, tags that we would do is that like the guests wouldn't know where the dinner was being held. Oh, that's cool. So it was like completely secret, right? It was almost like a, like a speakeasy. Yeah. And then like, um, I think it was like either the night before or two days before they would get basically like a handwritten letter that would like say, Hey, come here. Yeah. Right. And, no, o- and cool. often it was like a back door to right, like I'm stealing a, that one. Take it, take it, <laughs> take it and run with it. Take it. I've got the, I've got the tattoo on my hand somewhere. Oh yeah, there it is. There's our, our tattoo from the, uh, oh, the Cheshire, cool. but, um, take it, man, have, have yeah. fun with it. But, but it was really cool. So we'd like, you know, we'd have like this secret entrance and stuff. Yeah. people would come in and, oh, wow. um, and then we'd have the whole thing set up. It was, it was a lot of fun with me. It was a lot yeah. of work. Was that before the restaurant? Yeah. It was before yeah. we opened five church back yeah. in the day. So we opened that in 2012. Damn. And um, I was the CDC for um, another rest- another chef in Charlotte who had a couple restaurants. Yeah. Um, I was running kind of his his signature spot. Yeah. It was like a 40 seat yeah. Mediterranean place, like yeah. super, it was fun. Yeah. And it was right up my alley, like totally yeah. what I was good at. Um, but I met my business partners and we were, we were planning to do five church. And there came a point where I needed to, I couldn't be running you know, right. then my other chef's yeah, yeah, yeah. businesses and while I was trying to get our yeah. started. So, so I was doing this Cheshire thing kind of in between yeah. to kind of earn some money and just keep That's my house. That's crazy. Cause like 2012 was like not a lot of people know about pop-up. No, there was none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing going on. Yeah. Like it's, it's big now. Like it's common right. and, 
Um, but but yeah, nobody yeah, had no, like I'm people were like no, they yeah. people were like what are, what, is, what, yeah, are, what you are you doing? Like, <laughs> I was like just trust me. I was like they're yeah, like they're like in the, the door. Yeah, trust me in the basement of an old. <laughs> I was like, bridge. yeah, but Trust I mean, me. but we would decorate like the whole thing. Yeah. So like, um, it. yeah, it was fun. It was, it was interesting, but man, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So what's the plan, man? You got to get, you got to stop doing pop-ups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the plan is, yeah, to get uh, a brick and mortar. Okay. Uh, me and my business partner actually just looked at a space uh, earlier, like an hour ago. Nice. Uh don't, so don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah. say, don't, don't <laughs> let the cat out of the bag yet. Well, we're going to keep looking. Yeah. I keep looking, but that's the goal is like to have a permanent space in Charleston. Do you, um, do you, do you have an area? Do you have like a, are you, are you kind of open to whatever? Uh, What's yeah, right now we're open to whatever, uh, uh, that space that we're looking at is in West Ashley, which we, we love that area. We might want it to, uh, we're thinking to just stay in that area. Mm -hmm. But like if downtown has something for us, we, we'll consider it. But mm -hmm. if not, we're, uh, West Asia is like our choice. What is your vision for this, um, for this restaurant? Uh, is it the same as your pop-up? Is yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like small plates, uh, small seats, like 30, 35, 40. Uh, just want to focus on. You know, you know, you can't, you can't make money. Yeah. at that right. size right yeah okay yeah okay cool yeah i just had to throw it out there yeah <laughs> uh it's that, tough yeah. it's tough Deb, have you do you think do you have your menu kind of planned out and stuff um yeah a little bit a little bit uh, are you gonna kind of wait and just figure out what yeah so this pop-up right now they're doing that i'm doing uh the residency with mm -hmm. uh we're kind of like testing out some menu uh well, we have this, uh, so we're gonna run it for like few months. We're gonna be there, and then we're, I'm changing the menu like every week, and mm -hmm. see like what works best. Uh, and I'm also like, there's no kitchen in that uh, restaurant that I'm doing pop up right now, so I had to like bring induction burner. Yeah, all that everything. stuff. Do you have all that gear? Do you own all your own like? Yeah. So right now you've just been like. In accumulating stuff i have flat top i have fryer i have plates i have bowl in my car yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just lives in there and you're like okay where am i yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god so do you use like propane like what is your what's your what's your fuel source well i, I mean electricity uh, for the induction yeah, the but induction uh, is everything electric everything is electric okay uh fryer so i have to like v be very smart on the way i plan my menu yeah it's like I can't do a lot of things. Yeah. I usually do like run four to five dishes. Uh, and like, I usually like alternate noodles or rice. Cause like, I can't do like, I only have two induction burner. Yeah. You can't do, you have to boil water and then you have to do the pot. So I can't do a lot of yeah rice and noodles at the same time. So yeah, it's a lot of like planning and like editing the menu. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's just five dishes. It's like, not bad. What what do you, what do you envision the menu at the at the restaurant being when you when you finally get your spot and you're ready yeah. to go? Is it going to be a big menu, small menu? Like, uh, uh, do you have to change it? Uh, ten, fifteen dishes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, rotating for sure, uh, depending on what's available here in Charleston. Uh, yeah. Uh, does does a Filipino menu gonna look like what we would consider like? 
you got apps and starters, entrees, desserts, or is it yeah. like, yeah, it'd be uh, laid out the, the yeah, same way? Uh, yeah, apps for sure is going to be Lumpia. Mm -hmm. Lumpia is going to be there since day one until whenever. Uh, adobo for sure is going to mm -hmm. be there and Pancit. Are you going to do the coconut adobo? Or yeah, because yeah. I've, I've only been doing coconut adobo. It's like my grandmother would like stab me for sure if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Dude, I'll, I'll I love adobo. It. We should, I'll, we need to cook some stuff together. So I, I want to, we should do a dinner together. Yeah. You want to do it? I'm, you want to cook together? I'm down. Yeah. I think we should yeah. do it. I'm doing, I started um, last month um, a kind of a cooking series. Yeah. Um, called the quarter deck at yeah, at um at Tempest, yeah. and the idea is it's a tasting menu night, yeah. right? Where I get to just do whatever the hell I want, right? Like I just want to like to kind of get where we're at in our growth. It's like I have a lot of chefs that are creative and are, are have control over the menus. Um, obviously, I can do whatever I want if yeah. I want to put stuff on a menu. I can, um, but I'm not in the kitchen cooking the food every day, right. and that's right. the okay. thing that I really enjoy. Um, and so we started this tasting menu thing so I can actually get in there and do my thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and that might be a fun thing. Maybe we could team up and do one and, um, yeah, take I'm it down, down the Filipino road. Cause I've, yeah. I, I've, I have a lot of, um, experience with yeah. Filipino cooks and P and they're like cooking and it's like kind of like you have a lot of like Mexicans or South Americans in your restaurants, right? You, you end up like learning a lot of stuff and oh, like getting inspired yeah. by that stuff and that that might be a lot of fun yeah i'm i'm so down cool. i'm actually i for the past two years so the name of the restaurant that we're opening is cultura just means uh culture and say it again cultura cultura yeah okay. means culture in the philippines uh it's like the continuation of uh what i've been doing for the last two years mm -hmm. i've been like collaborating with different chefs doing different cultural cuisine uh just across like every everywhere right now Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to Asheville tomorrow. Cool. Uh, and then Colorado Spring and then Montreal. I was in Asheville last week. Uh, just like collaborating with different chefs, like, and also me trying to bring Filipino food to that city where mm -hmm. I'm going. And uh, yeah, it's just one to like collaborate. I know collaboration dinner is not like profitable at all, but mm -hmm. like, that's one way for me to know people's cuisine and like to make friends. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a lot of value in doing stuff like that. Like, like maybe the value isn't in profit, yeah. right? Like cash, but, but like, you know, educating a client, a population or a clientele is important. Yeah. Um, we got like, I think we have, I feel strongly that as chefs, we have a responsibility to kind of keep evolving, mm -hmm. right? Like the hospitality business and, and, food and yeah. just and keep people educated on what you can do yeah. right and just because you know you know what tacos you like yeah. doesn't mean that you know tacos right because right? there's like like yeah. the adobo there's, there's going to be different work yeah there's like so much you don't know yeah. and so broadening those horizons getting people excited about food and stuff is important um and that's a that's valuable yeah. you know and then yeah, inspiration too like keeping that fuel like going what inspires you about the cooking that you're doing? Uh, like, what gets you like just fired up? I'm just knowing that representing bigger than cooking right now. It's mm -hmm. for me. I'm I'm not just cooking food that I want to cook. I'm like trying to represent like a culture now. Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm 
if you research Filipino food in Charleston, I'm the guy that's like trying to represent it. Like just like me carrying that torch. I know a lot of chefs in every big city in the U.S. is doing the same thing, but like me doing that same thing in in Charleston is just like it makes me want to keep going mm-hmm. uh, to the direction where I want to go. What? How does that feel for you to be the guy that? Like, if you Google Filipino food in Charleston, your Instagram pops up. Um, like that. Like I, that's it. I and love and it. so, so you you love it? Yeah, I love cool. it. It's it's rewarding for me to like uh, do what I'm doing. It's like people started like knowing my name as the Filipino chef, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, especially after after that uh, chop airs like three months ago, I was like, damn, that I just felt good to represent the food like in a bigger audience yeah it's congratulations by the way yeah, right so so you, you won you won <laughs> on you won on chopped yeah. uh, that was that was a fun experience yeah so let's that's, talk about that because so let's talk about that was your first yeah that was competition first cooking right yeah. what was that like because i i get that question all the it, time it's intense yeah. i was like in what way it's just like you have limited time you don't know what you're cooking what were you cooking? Um, so the the theme of the episode was like bizarre food. Okay. So I had, uh, of course, the Filipino guy. We gotta like, yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, let's call the Filipino like, right, guy. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was like pig's intestine, crickets, uh, rooster testicles, a lot more. I forgot what else. It's the other right. side from the brain. Yeah. Right. It's like the other side of the chicken. I was like, so what did you did you have to cook with all those, or did you have to choose ingredients? Uh. So the first round, uh, it was like the intestine and some cumin soda and a donut with the ch- pork floss. So I had to. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I know was uh, purple yam, which is like the ube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, that's that's the only thing I know during the whole the whole episode. The yeah. rest, I have no idea what it was. Yeah. So <laughs> I, but like, I was sure that I, I wanted to make uh, adobo on the second round, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter what it is. It's do a dope book. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did that. And I, it was, dude, I was like panicking. Like every time we go to the sequester room yeah. where we, we sit down and like chit chat with the chefs and like this guy was like sitting in the corner watching us. Like w- he would ask us, was anybody wants to go to the bathroom or anybody wants water? And I would raise my hand every time, like, I want to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Nervous. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything was going on. Like, shit, shit in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the feeling. Crazy. Oh my God. So, how was, how was the actual experience of, um, of like opening the basket? And did you have any idea what you were cooking before? Like, not you, like, Literally, you, we don't see any ingredients Anything. until we open the basket. Yeah. I was like, I thought it's like bullshit, but like, no, it's, that shit's real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were like, you guys should act like surprised when you, when you open the basket. Yeah. Like literally like we are surprised. Yeah. Like, we don't know anything. Yeah. In that basket. And it's just like all the ingredients was like weird. And like, I didn't know what it was like cardoons. I never heard of cardoons before. Really? So that was like yeah. the first time holding it and like, you're like, wow, what do I do yeah, with this yeah, thing? I just, I just shave it, throw it yeah. in the fryer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just fry it, fry it for a long time. A little dredge there. I was like, all right, that <laughs> should work. 
<laughs> did it work? Yeah, it, yeah. it did. Yeah. It did. Cardoons have a lot of water in them, though. Oh, uh, yeah? Did they stay crispy? They, I, I kind of like dredged it with like cornstarch. Yeah. That's the but, secret weapon right there. It's like soaking yeah. cornstarch in it. like, damn, this, this shit's crazy. <laughs> uh, a milkshake with crickets for dessert. I was like, what do I do with this shit? So I, I just yeah. did uh, kind of like a peanut, instead of peanut brittle, I did like cricket brittle. Nice. For the sake of the crickets. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I did like a Filipino uh, street food, like a cake that's cooked in banana leaves. So I mm -hmm. did uh, bibinka, which is like coconut milk cake in the Philippines. So I, that's what I did. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. I, <laughs> Congrats, <laughs> man. This was like crazy. Like. Even like on the first time we were watching it on when it airs, I was like, if I didn't know that I won, yeah, like, you would have been like, why? I got chewed out like yeah. multiple times. I was like, this on the second round, they were like, this shit isn't edible. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what you don't know is that nobody's is edible. <laughs> like, you know, it's cold. Yeah, like sometimes, um, you know, they have to pick the 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 least yeah. offensive dish, yeah. right? <laughs> because yeah. like. It's just you can only do so much. Like when you when you when yeah. you have a challenging situation, and that's part of the fun yeah. for people watching, right? Is like yeah. they have to if they just gave you ingredients that you could work with. Yeah, you know what fun yeah. is it? What yeah. what fun is it to watch a chef yeah, just like? There's no yeah. point, right? Yeah. But to watch them totally stress out and yeah. freak out is what yeah. they're after. It it was hilarious because like I was always being judged the last one mm. it's like some so you had to wait my my food was cold yeah for sure yeah i was like yeah i got like it. testicles like cold i was like oh, yeah that that was a hundred percent that was a hundred percent why i got ousted off of the second yeah. top chef a hundred percent chef ludo um who I have, I have a good story about him by the way but um <laughs> we um i i did chicken breasts like sous vide yeah it was like cooked perfectly yeah like super soigné and um it was like you know three or four of us at the table yeah. and and they tasted mine last for sure yeah. and you know cold chicken is just like it yeah. doesn't matter you got to smear in mayonnaise for yeah. it to be any good you know we're done yeah so like when, when when they when they started on the other side yeah. i was like well i'm but i was like i'm done yeah, like yeah. i was just like somebody packed my shit back there <laughs> <laughs> like so i can just get out of here when we're done because call me an uber and yeah i was like, I was like there's there. no way that if tom tries his chicken yeah. in 30 minutes uh, that sucks. i'm gonna survive this round yeah um, yeah but um yeah it's funny but that's stuff that you as a chef who's not a competition chef yeah. you don't think about that yeah because people eat your food hot yeah. like you you make yeah. the order you serve it right and you have to like if you've never done it before yeah. right so um, I should have known better the second time on there. I should have been like, everything needs to be, everything yeah. just needs to be simple. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, they're going to ask you back cause you're, yeah. cause you won. Yeah. And the chap champions. Yeah. I hope so. But I still haven't got paid. What paid? <laughs> what? <laughs> I did the wrong one, man. There's no pay. That's funny. Oh, cool. good. So, um, back to the restaurant. What, um, you got a time frame? You got what? What's your what's your goal? Uh, I mean, we're still like uh, shopping for a restaurant right now, so we're we're just gonna take our time. Okay, we're not we're not rushing at all. I mean, we have this pop ups right now, so we're gonna. You're happy with that for yeah, now, just to I'm keep okay. it up for now until we find the right spot. And we're I mean, once we find the right spot, we're still gonna take our time to like 
have it like the best uh place you wanted to go mm-hmm. when it's open and uh yeah we're just gonna take our time cool yeah well if anybody out there has a space for you right how do and how do they reach out yes. how do they reach out to you how do they uh, instagram or instagram, uh, is the one sweaters filipino food uh just dms or cultura in charleston cool uh yeah please let us know if there's yeah. any spots i mean there's spots I, I, is I there's there's, spots. there's plenty of spots it's just yeah, like, it's like landlords are like pretty wicked yeah and you want to pay 10 grand a month yeah sure yeah that's like yeah ridiculous don't don't go downtown then no. like if you don't because <laughs> that they'll get, they'll get the you reason we don't yeah. want to go they'll, they'll get you yeah. big time yeah. um cool so do you go out to eat much yeah. yeah where where do you like to eat give me give me your top three spots that uh, that you like to yeah. go to right now uh verne's and okay i have not been over there yet how's uh that's Dano's spot, right? Yeah, then yeah. how's he doing? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he's a badass. Uh, yeah. Their food is just clean and, like, really, really, like, technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good. And then El Molino for tacos mm-hmm. in West Osley. Oh, yeah. Tacos. Really? Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's a grocery store, but yeah. they have the best taco in Charleston for sure. Cool. And uh, Renzo, which is a small neighborhood spot. Mm-hmm. They do Italian pizza, pasta, house made, everything. Mm-hmm. But they had like uh, a little Asian twist in what they're doing. And uh, old lease for Chinese food. Okay. It's like. I have not tried that yet. Oh, it's so good. Authentic uh, Chinese food. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like the American, like. Yeah. Uh, they don't speak a lot of English. Nice. Like kids running around in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I was like, All right, it's like a neighbor. It's like a. Yeah. neighborhood joint yeah chinese neighborhood it's like joint. basically like that's how i grew up in the philippines like, yeah we don't care about who comes in yeah we're we're still everybody's there to eat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it it's like i live like two minutes from there so we order like two or three times a week it's just you should get the the cold chicken the saliva chicken what saliva chicken that's, that's what they they call it saliva chicken okay. like open and close parenthesis mouth water and chicken okay. oh it's so good got it understood yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa that does not sound delicious i know at all like i, th- I think on the first uh, the first time i went there it's only it's called saliva chicken and then the few weeks i went there they they changed it. yeah they yeah. put it's just mouth watering chicken <laughs> yeah. like, somebody oh, told them was like <laughs> yeah. oh no it's no it's not gonna sell <laughs> so they edited it that's hilarious it's funny but it's so good that's that's like one dish there that you should get for sure if you go right on yeah. Um, if you could, if you could describe for for the people listening, Filipino food, in like three words, right? Like somebody who has not been out to um, to enjoy Filipino food, describe it for them in three words. Um, do you think mm. would would get people to be like, okay, cool, I, I get it? Uh, huh? It's melting pot of the world. Okay, uh, just that's because- more than three, by the way. But that's fine. God but but we'll, but we'll let it go. We'll let it go. It's fine. So melting uh, pot. Melting pot. Okay. Uh, just because we, we got colonized so many times. Yeah. Uh, and it's like all those uh, countries that colonized us left their dishes mm-hmm. and uh, we turned it into our own and like made it better. Yeah. But adobo is not even ours. Yes. It's Spain. Spain, yeah. yeah. 
and uh but they but they didn't use like soy yeah, and yeah. like any of that they yeah. used but you I, know one thing i went down the fish sauce rabbit hole you know man yeah. oh. like I, fish sauce is just like magic right I live with a fish sauce. yeah and in every every region um in europe yeah asia yeah. every like you know everywhere has a version of fish sauce yeah. And they've been using it for centuries yeah. to like make shit taste good yeah. and to preserve stuff. Yeah. Um, and, but they all have like little nuanced. And one fun thing that like I kind of I play around with is I like to just like fucking mixy matchy stuff. Yeah. Right. Like so I'll like take um, like a Spanish or Italian like fermented fish and put it into like an Asian mm -hmm you know, inspired thing. And it, and it gives you like awesome results, right? Because yeah. you get the same kind of yeah. umami and flavor things going on, but with like a totally, but yeah. because they're not traditionally together, yeah. it gives you like a unique thing. It's super fun. Yeah. When I make Caesar dressing, sometimes I use fish sauce instead of, uh, yeah. Uh, Worcestershire or yeah. like, uh, anchovies. Anchovies. Yeah. 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 Super yeah. fun. Oh, so good. Yeah, I feel like every all my dish has fish sauce actually. Yeah, like everything. everything. Yeah, everything. They do. I learned about fish sauce like really well, I got educated on it on the first top chef with Sheldon. Yeah. Sheldon yeah. Simeon for dude, yeah. it, he's one of my favorite yeah. people of all time. He's one of those chefs that try like representing Filipino food like on the next level. 100%. Yeah. And he's a badass. Yeah. His food is so good. Yeah. And he just uses like <laughs> like yeah, ga gallons, dude. <laughs> just like I'm, everything. I'm Cause like, cause I, w I would always try to like work around him so yeah. I could like see what he was doing. Yeah. Um, even like you're in the shit, like doing your own stuff. And I'm like watching to see like what, yeah. like what's he using? What kind yeah. of stuff? And it's always like soy and fish yeah. sauce and fermented stuff. Yeah. Like anything fermented, yeah. you know, like I he would just. Fish sauce and uh, fermented shrimp paste. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the staple. And then that uh, onion, garlic, ginger for like the Trinity. And you're in, what is it? So, uh, onion, garlic, and ginger. Onion, garlic, ginger. Yeah. Used every, every single dish. Yeah. Yeah. What culture do you think left the biggest mark on kind of Filipino? Uh, so Spanish. Spanish? Yeah. There's so much. Like, adobo is the main one. Uh, minudo, a frittata. Mm -hmm. Like, those are like top three, like, big ones. Uh, I mean, the the other one just like the noodles for sure yeah uh chinese influence uh mm -hmm. burger I mean, and the noodles that you guys are using are typically are they rice noodles rice typically noodles. Yeah. do you guys rice use noodles. wheat noodles too or not really no rice noodles mung beans uh sweet potatoes sometimes yeah uh egg noodles yeah because there's not whole, there's not like no flour really at all no. in there yeah um but yeah mung beans and rice noodles basically gotcha cool Awesome, man. Well, listen, um, we're we're at like an hour. Um, it's been a super inspiring combo. Uh, yeah. How was how was it? Fun. Yeah, I thought uh, I got nervous in the beginning, but uh, this this shit's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad, right? We're yeah. just talking yeah. about food. Yeah, just, I love it. Yeah, it's, I just, I love talking about uh, Filipino food to everyone. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's let, let's get together and um, let's cook some food together, man. Yeah. Let's do like a let's do a Filipino inspired seafood um menu yeah maybe we could do it over we'll do like over a weekend or something we do that a couple of days and sounds good so we do yeah let me know i'll hey. I'll drop you up some uh some snacks too anytime dude yeah. anytime you want to like sounds you need a tester yeah okay i'll I am keep your, you i am mind. your man i'll dude. keep you in mind yeah 
Like the only <laughs> thing I love probably more than cooking is eating. So like I'm totally down. Um, Sounds good. Anything else that we need to let the people know about um, what's going on with you? Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, man. Good to meet you. Thank you. Good to meet you. I love it. Cool.